11 o'clock comics episode 44 David, look, you do it this way. Good stuff's worth doing for, right? You bring the good stuff. It's true. That's right. The goodness. Priceless. <laughs> and, and hopefully... See, yeah, you don't want a show to be priceless. And, and hopefully the rest of the show will be the good stuff. Because this is 11 O'Clock Comics. And guess what? I'm Vince B. And I'm happy this week. I'm, I'm Chris Neesman. And I'm, I'm, I'm sick. But I'm still here. I'm David Price. And I'm late. The rabbit died. Oh, no, because we fed it to the cat. <laughs> and I am not the Rolk. No, you're not the Rolk. You are Jason Wood, kicking Warren Ellis' ass all over the damn Twitter today. <laughs> I'm sure he really cared. Did you guys hear what happened? No. No. Warren Ellis said, uh, you know, I think I'd enjoy, enjoy conventions more if, you know, instead of signing books, I'd get to brand people with a, with a hot iron. And, and Wood chimes in, you know, it's nice to know you appreciate those who make your lifestyle possible. And, <laughs> oh. and then, and then we're going, a couple of us are going back and forth. And our buddy Dave Wachter, wizard with a pencil, Wachter Factor, <laughs> the Wachter Factor, he said, uh, hello. If he doesn't follow you, he's not going to see your messages. So I was like, yeah, so we were talking about it for nothing. Because Ellis probably doesn't even know we exist. Well, if you reply to him, though, he'll see it. Right, directly. Yeah, I'm not going to reply directly. He put some kind of fucking wooju curse on me. <laughs> Look, I like his then, comics. The dude can come off like a real prick sometimes on the Twitter. Yeah, I, a little bit. I don't know if you're worried about, you know, being affected by, by voodoo or anything. You could just rub your Morrison amulet and all that magic would, would make everything feel better. Were you kidding me? I have one of Morrison's testicles. I knew it. I love it. I wear it around wear my it neck. Around That's I right. I kiss it for luck. Mm, it's not an everlasting gobstopper. I figured you'd have that in one of your cheeks. I'm on the blue level. It's. I'm hope, I, I can't wait to see what color comes next. <laughs> All right, we're doing this. Hello, guys. I missed you so. Yeah, it feels like it's been longer than a week. Yes, I it know. It's, it's, it's. In some ways, it feels like I just spoke to you yesterday, though. And we got a, we have a lot to talk about tonight, a lot, because I, I don't know if we're even going to be able to cover it all in an hour and Hell, we may not whatever. be able to talk about new comics just because of all the other crap we got to talk about. That's right, and I think we should let Chris lead it off, because he's got something very important to uh, oh. lay on our asses. Yeah. Yeah, um, but what are you drinking? Nice. Oh, <laughs> who should go ever more important than that. I know. Who should go first? Uh, uh, you, Vince. I am drinking a Yingling product, but... It's not black and tan. It's mm-hmm. Yingling Dark Brewed Porter, and it is delicious. Ooh. Yes. Oh, I love, I love good porter. 
that's good stuff. I'm seriously going to solicit Yingling as a sponsor. I think we'd be the only comic podcast that ever had a brewery as a, as a sponsor. Go for it. That and, that, and that would be cool. Yeah, I would like that. Yeah. Yeah, that would be. Don't tell them they might want to sell, like, you know, east of the or west of the Hudson. <laughs> Should they give us a six pack a, a week for sponsoring them? I'd do it. I'd do it for a bottle a week. I don't care. I figure I've drank 20 to 30 kegs of, of their fine brew over the years. So, mm-hmm. never even heard of it. Oh, it's fantastic. It doesn't it's make a, it out to the flatlands here. Bastard. The thing that, yeah. unlike the Morrison testicle, the Yingling Lager does not have an aftertaste. Which is what so I, 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 I or a crunchy blue center, right? Mm-hmm. Which is what I appreciate. I, beers with aftertaste, kind of like last night. I was talking to you guys, and I was drinking a Guinness. I love the Guinness, but it's got a little bit of a ugh, aftertaste to it. Oh no, no, you'll like the you'll like the porter because it's yeah, it'll be a little bit uh, a little bit you know, sweeter finish on it. Yeah, smooth. Sure, smooth. Uh, Mister Price, what are you sipping on this evening? Uh, I just I grabbed. Bottled in the fridge and and poured myself a glass of wine. I was just like, I got to do this quick because I'm probably making the guys late. So just no. grab something real quick. No, I would never do that. <laughs> How about you, Mister Wood? Uh, well, against my better judgment, I'm I'm repeating the drink I had made for for last night, uh, and uh, because I I figured I, I had to talk about it since uh, it's I'm having a Wolverine, which uh, for, for the uninitiated, it's uh, two shots of Bacardi Limon uh, with uh, with a, a nice ice cold. Uh, Actually, in this case, yesterday it wasn't, but today it is yingling on top. Nice. So, and and it, why is it called the Wolverine? Because it, well, because it, uh, if mixed, pro- if 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 poured properly, it uh, which I did, it resembles the uh, the colors very distinctively of the original, uh, or not the original of the, the coolest, the, of the coolest yes. Wolverine costume, uh, the bestest, the brown, the brown and and mustard yellow costume, which I oh, I oh I thought it was blue and yellow. No, he said the best. Uh, no, I said the best, buddy. <laughs> okay, Which, by be- the way, is back now. Only, only his fucking son's wearing it in Dark yeah, Avengers. Good to see it, though. I don't recognize that as his son. Um, good man. I, I don't even care. I, I don't <laughs> yes, I know. I know. Um, yeah, as I, as I mentioned, I've, I'm sick. I've been, I've been fighting this all, all week long, and have decided that, uh, that I do have the flu. So tonight. I'm rocking the Pedialyte. <laughs> is it a popsicle or is it like actual Pedialyte drink? Uh, yeah, just a glass of oh, Pedialyte. The, the yeah, Pedialyte the, popsicles are awesome. The, the the Black Plague has made its way through the Neesman household. Marta got it, woke up with it this morning. And uh, yeah, we got I've got like two jugs of Pedialyte out on the kitchen counter and we're both... <laughs> Sipping on it's yeah we're I'm I'm dehydrated as as I'll get out so um, don't worry I'll be boozing it up next week hopefully if I survive doesn't feel uh, right I hope you feel better uh, it's been it's been a rough week and Sal Sal um, I, I've got more of a, a flu but uh, but poor Sal can hardly breathe right now he's got a, a winter cold so but it's all you bastards out on the East Coast uh, at the New York Comic Con that caught the the con crud somebody brought it back with them to Chicago because Huntress. everybody I know. Everybody, yeah, Suntress. Gators and Suntress, yeah. Yeah. Well, Gators should have been able to fight it off being a lumberjack and all. Yeah, Two yeah. Two horses you know. in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Suntress nice. came on a, on a black horse. Uh, Ooh. Ew. Let me, let me get that off for you. <laughs> Suntress famine and uh, Gators is uh, pestilence. What, you didn't get sick, did you? Hell no, I got a no, great... I didn't either. 
Yeah. I got the radioactive blood, so I'm never going to get sick. Well, of I was going to say, I mean, I, yeah. I had lesions from the from the uh, from the toxicity of of Marty's ass from being in the room. So they've wow, that's uh... don't do that when I'm drinking. It's just... <laughs> Who? The images that that conjures up. So, Chris, what was that? The main thing you wanted to talk about? Oh, that... we had something really cool happen to us. Um, uh, speaking of both of the sick boys, uh, I guess at the uh, last week or so, uh, we got contacted by um, a gal who is filming a documentary. Uh, she and her uh, husband-to-be, uh, they're from Australia, and I guess a couple years ago decided to do uh, a, a documentary on comic books and, and really more comics culture at large and and take, uh, you know, it's not like Trekkies. I think they're taking a much more uh, mature and, <laughs> and you know, it's not a, yeah, it's 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 not focusing on kind of like the, the social awkwardness of of comic fans not that there are any comic fans out there like that but no they're taking uh, a very uh, i think a very a very serious but still fun uh look at comic books well they're over in uh in new york they come over from uh, from australia and they were coming through chicago and they contacted sal and i about uh, or just around comics about uh, about sitting down with them and doing a bit for the documentary and tom wasn't able to be there but uh, but yeah sal and i talked with them for about two hours last night and it was uh, it was a hoot. But uh, you can, if you want to find out more about what they're doing and follow their blog as they as they go around the country and back and forth from the United States to Australia, uh, the uh, the the name of the documentary is going to be a comic affair, and you can find it at uh, www.comic-doc.com. I believe is the is the URL, but um, no, it was it was really cool, and uh, uh, we were pretty honored that that a that they uh, that they were recognizing podcast as being a part of comics culture, and 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 b that they would uh, that they would pick us because uh, you know there's there's I think the last count what about about two hundred and forty uh, comics podcasts out there, so yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so for him to uh, pick AC was was pretty was pretty cool because it's uh, there's there's plenty there's plenty of them out there these days. Yeah, I, I must have deleted the email because I I don't really see any. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I don't I know if they were coming through Scranton. Hey, it's a hub. Come on. No, but in all seriousness, that's great, Chris. Congratulations. Oh, you're not kidding. Oh, yeah. it was cool. We'll see. We'll see if we make the the final cut. They seem to be pretty happy with it. But no, I'm just I'm happy because we need Sal to have an even bigger head. <laughs> oh, see, you're now you're 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 hitting the pinata. Don't <laughs> do it because when that candy rains down, buddy, you're not gonna like it's it. It's cute though. It's like a little back and forth between two podcasts. If they if, if they want to, you know, if they want to follow along with the little jabs, then they got to listen to both. Oh, I love you, Sal. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Not, but you know what? Yeah, there, there's, there's a hell of a lot of comic podcasts, and I hate to be a downer, but go ahead. I, no, no. I, I used to listen to a ton, but I've whittled it down to very few because you know, in in the big old comics podcast universe, there's a lot of podcasts. In Reavers territory, if you're a, a Firefly fan, I just don't go into that sector. I don't know why. It, it, there's some of them that just, I don't know. I don't get it. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 I mean, it's, it's not alone. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I mean, the great thing about social media is that there are really no barriers to entry. You just need time and willingness. But yeah. it's also the, the downside to it, right? Which is that it, it, the signal to noise ratio can get very crowded very quickly. Um, yeah. You know, it holds true Shit, for podcasts I, and blogs and, and, and all, all, really everything. Yeah. I, I don't even listen to this show. Yeah. I don't either. <laughs> I do because otherwise I wouldn't hear my boy Daryl every week. Fuck it. Fuck it. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, well, that's one of the things that we were talking about, uh, uh, I think off camera last night was uh, was with the two documentary people, and I think Sal had figured this out or had heard from somebody. There, this blows me away. There are actually more comic book podcasts than there are podcasts that deal with movies. Wow! Like, wow! Like, like a movie yeah. review podcast, and I was just like, "You have got to be shitting me!" That that is amazing to me that. Um, yeah, I, it's, uh, I think there are more comic book podcasts than podcasts dedicated to like TV shows. It's yeah. it's 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 really interesting how how so many of them have uh, um, kind of gravitated to you know or or I guess the comics communities and the comics culture has kind of um, been a, an interesting breeding ground for for comics podcasts. I don't know, and it's not so much snobbery with me. I I enjoy being insular. Because the more you listen to those influences creep into your thoughts and what you say on when you're when you're recording, and I don't ever want to be accused of repeating something that has been said somewhere else. Sure, I mean before you know it, you're gonna be railing against Kirby or Ditko or something crazy like that. <laughs> I, I did. I did kind of crack up whenever I saw that there were two Green Lantern podcasts that started in the same week. <laughs> well, you know, you got to give credit. Green Lantern's hot. Oh, Green Lantern's is awesome right now. The hotness. We should, we, should, we should do a Green Lantern podcast. What do you say? No. <laughs> I, no, no. 12 o'clock lanterns. No, <laughs> we, 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 we'll just call it Guy Gardner's Great. Everybody else sucks. Oh, so it's that? like a Bizarro podcast. <laughs> nice. I knew that you were going to get Dave on that one. <laughs> <laughs> call it the bull cut. Awesome. The, the bull David cut. Price, oh, who, one punch, one punch. Da, da, David Price, who once looked at me dead fucking serious <laughs> face and said chris it's hal it's always been hal i'm like you're fucking Love weirding me out hal. dude i i think i think little little david price was next to uh hal at the fence when his daddy was flying hey hal how you doing hello david he consoled him how about braxton naming his daughter that is hal. awesome it's awesome jordan that's, really cool. that's pretty cool yeah yeah didn't right. name her Kyle Rayner, did he, bitches? <laughs> That's uh-huh, nice. Yeah, but, yeah. Name her Kyle Rayner. Oh, boy. <laughs> I think Guy Guy Harrison would be not a good name for a girl. No. 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 Congratulations, yeah. Congratulations. Carl, Actually, Carl, yeah, congratulations, Angela, for doing all the hard work. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, I think it was between Hallie Jordan and Carla Wog. So, <laughs> I think I think it's better than with Hallie Jordan. And yeah. no, nobody. Which speaking of naming things, what was that thread on the forum where uh, someone wanted help naming their cat? That was Chad. Yeah, and, and by Chad, the way, right? And what oh, was the, and what was the winning? Uh, the, the winner was awesome. Where big varabu <laughs> chicken? Yeah, chicken. and nobody paid any attention to me in that thread. I was like, if I have a dog. I'm going to name it Walmart. I, just, I know I didn't get a chance to respond to that. How cool would it be? What Walmart? How cool would it be to have a dog named Walmart? Number one, it would irritate the shit out of my wife. 
and, and that's what that's what I exist to do. You know, you go up to the the counter at the at the pet store and you say, "Yes, what's your dog's name?" Walmart. You know, she would hate, she would couldn't even probably pass it through her lips. She would be so disgusted in the name. That's what I live to do. Walmart and yell out the door when you're calling the dog. Walmart, she, that she, is gold. She, huh. Your wife's not a fan of the Evil Empire. Oh, she just doesn't like anything that's against the grain. Like if you have a dog, you name it Rover oh, okay. or yeah. Bingo or Skippy. You know, you don't name it Walmart. I want to name the dog Walmart. Huh. And you we're know, gonna I, have a cat and call it Target. I can't believe that, 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 that my my nomination fell flat. I thought it was fucking great. For no, me. Kitty was cute. Yeah, Pride. Well, Kitty, but then I said Tickle. Tickle, yes, that would have been very cool. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, Walmart. well, it, why don't you name it, the cat Walmart? There you go. Oh, um, all my animals are named after uh, Greek things. I actually have a transition off that, or a segue off of that. Neat segue. Oh, when you was, say yeah. you have a segue, doesn't that kind of ruin it being a segue? Kinda, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, without Vince um, to say, "Hey, nice segue," people probably wouldn't have got it anyway. Um, L. I Dave, L. Dave is on a mission to um, mission to walk God. me through some of the great Iron Man stories. And he um, two of them. helped pick out uh, Iron Man <laughs> the Inevitable. So, Wood, connection to Tickle. Uh, I, I, I'm gonna, let me see. Fr- uh, Fraser Irving drew them both. Yes. There you go. Yep. Very nice. good. And uh, Tickle, Tickle, of course, being the um, uh, Clarion's cat from yes. uh, Soldiers. Is so, familiar. Clarion yes. the Hotel Boy. That was, which was a great story. I, I, yeah. I really wish that DC would have worked uh, Morrison's Grundy um, story, you know, used that as um, and carried that through with with the whole Grundy mythos. Yep. Yeah, very very cool. Oh. And so our our man Fraser is going to be drawing the Ezreal. Ezreal yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. He is so good. Go ahead, so, say, say it, Chris. I give you an an in. Oh. Fra- I, I, I really want Gutsville to come back. <laughs> there you go. Where's my damn Gutsville? Where's my Gutsville? Hey, this is Daryl. I had a hell of a time hanging out with you guys at the Comic-Con, and I hope next year we can hang out more. So it, it was fun. We had a good time. The con was just it was a positive place to be. It was just crowded. It was crazy. It was good seeing, you know, all the people that I listen to with their podcasts and whatnot. And it was, it was nice. So now I'm going through con withdrawal. I miss it. Want it back. Can't go to MegaCon. Can't afford it. Oh well. All right, everybody. Later. Fuck it. Fuck it. Hey, yeah, again, I just want to talk about two books that I think are really good shit. Now, one is Adam, Legend of the Blue Marvel. I know when it comes to race, as soon as they see something about a black superhero, by a black writer, the first thing they think of is going to be preachy. It's not really preachy. It's good. The art is beautiful. It's about Matt Broom. It was written by Kevin Grievous. It's a really good story, good character. that had the X-Men, the old version of the X-Men in there before Secret Invasion. I mean, it's a, it's a nice little story. And the next one is Agents of Atlas, with Jeff Parker as a writer and Carlo Peglian. And it's 
the art is beautiful, and the story is awesome. I didn't get the original Agents of Atlas when it first came out. I just overlooked it, but then there's since Secret Invasion. This is the, one of the go-to books. I mean, it, it's 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 kind of like it's got heroes who pretend to be villains, and they have to keep that cover and deal with Norman Osborn at the same time. It, it's pretty good work. Just I, you know, just check it out. Later. Fuck it. Hey, this is Daryl. I just want to say in honor of Valentine's Day that I say something to the one who's special in my life, the one that I love most. It's in my heart. I want to say happy Valentine's Day to my Xbox 360. I love you. You're my friend. My lover. My life. Bye. I got two things I want to talk about real quick. Wow, you want to go first? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think they're I think they're worthy of of, of getting uh, early attention before people start dozing off. Ooh. Uh, you mean us or the listeners? Oh no, the listeners. You know, they're they they're listening to us they on commute. They start off. dozing off. No. You know. Um, okay, first let's start off with uh, half of them are masturbating when they're listening to us. That's true. That's good. Oh, so uh, Matthew Sturgis. Who is, of course, the uh, writer of uh, Jack of Fables and co-writes House of Mystery, and is going to be co-writing JSA. Uh, he just joined Twitter, and he had a little contest for for as he joined, and uh, as it happened, I won the contest. Yay! And yay! So he was cool enough to send as a prize an autographed uh, copy of the first House of Mystery trade. Which, as you guys know, I already read it and have the issues, so I asked him if he would mind if we went ahead and gave it away as a prize to a listener, and he was more than happy to do that, and he said he thought it was a great idea, so... um so there you go. We're going to have our first prize to give away. Yes, and to qualify for said prize, which is awesome, all you have to do is be a member of our forum, which is found at forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com. Register on our forum if you haven't already. See, we want to open this up to existing forum members, but we don't want to kind of push out any new listeners who may have not heard of our forum. So register on our forum and... I guess post uh, one post in the introductory thread, introduce yourself, and you will qualify for the contest. We're going to put a, get a big old hat. It's a large hat. Put all the names in it and draw the winner. And we'll do a random number generator, and then we'll... Uh, yeah, like, like Derek's random number generator, yeah. which is no, highly... No, this sus- will actually be a real <laughs> number generator. <laughs> yeah, th- his is highly susceptible to denominations of 50 and 100. Derek's all about the grift number generator. <laughs> hey, good luck. And, you know, I'm glad you mentioned him because... Good luck at the job, yeah. Yeah, because it sounds really good for him, and there's not a nicer guy out there. He's even really? nicer than David Price. Ooh, I don't know about that. Well, Coward? Yeah, Derek's the chisel. He is, but I don't know if he's as nice as Price. Well, <laughs> certainly not as good looking. <sighs> I'm uncomfortable. uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, so yeah, uh, that's, that's what you do. There you go, our first prize. It's pretty cool. And it, that's and not hard to do. It's a great right? comic. It's a phenomenal comic, and uh, and it's uh, it's got Sturgis' signature. So yeah, there you go. And if you if you're a Twitter guy, I think he's he's dying for people to to follow him and have conversations. So I think it's uh 
I think it's it's either Matt or Matthew underscore Sturgis. I, I think it's Matt. I, Matt. Okay, yeah, Matt underscore Sturgis, which is S T U R G E S. He'll be he'll be regretting that in a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah. And, well, yeah. When our dozen listeners go and follow him on Twitter. Oh, uh, just, no, just, see, just, you're being you way know. too humble. But uh, you I, you, oh, I absolutely, absolutely love the uh, the first uh, the first story arc in in House of Mystery. Kind of, I want the want the series to kind of kick it up right now. It's, I'm in, you been, I'm in love with Fig. Yeah, I love, I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay, it's you know, kind of, it's you know, get out of the basement. You know, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of ready. Back on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but I still love the series. So, still yep. look forward to it. But yeah, it's like, all right, come on. So, cool. I love it. And there is another boon to comic book fans, out which there. is yeah, which is insanely cool. Uh, yeah. And and it, it uh, Jeff Lemire, who we have we have talked about, he is uh, an amazing uh, talent. Uh, he he's he's written three Essex County uh, graphic novels, which uh, have won all sorts of awards, and we've talked about it before. I mean, I think that uh, that uh, the collected trio is, is probably one of the, the the best pieces of of comic that's been out there in, in years it's just i was stuff. thinking about that i would say and this is not no hyperbole at all one of the greatest artistic finds of the millennium <laughs> easily easily easy. think about it since the year 2000 who has come along with the depth of storytelling and just outright skill as jeff lemire not many and he's unique. He's yeah. He's he's a fantastic talent. He's a true auteur. Um, right. The the last yeah. time I saw someone of that caliber was when I first encountered Ted McKeever. And oh. their their oh. styles are kind of similar. They're they're in the same ballpark. But I mean Lemire stuff like McKeever. I saw it and it just blew me the hell away. Yeah. 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 You're not you're not lying. And, yeah. and he's and he's just a damn fine guy. Yeah. Exactly. He's a super, super human uh, human being, and and I guess as evidence of that, um, I think we mentioned a few weeks ago that he uh, is one of the number of of indie creators that Vertigo is is encouraging, and and they're going to be putting out a, a series of of OGNs by by these guys. Um, Jeff's is one of the first to have been announced, and 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 is being solicited this this coming month. It's uh, it's called the Nobody. Uh, it is a uh, his take on the Invisible Man mythos. Uh, I have I have no very little doubt based on his prior work that's going to be fantastic, and uh, as part of uh, Jeff came onto our forums, he's very kind. He came onto our forums and, and the AC forums, and he uh, he had posted that uh, you know the book is is ready for pre order, and uh, as we all know, pre orders are very very important these days for for you know any non mainstream titles. It's very important that you pre order at your LCS if you can. So Jeff came on and he told us that. Uh, that anyone that pre-orders the book and uh, is willing to drop him an email uh, as well as the name of their LCS uh, and let him know that they pre-ordered, he will do, for our listeners, uh, he will do a sketch uh, and, and mail it to you, which, which I, I w- I'm just stunned by, which I, I still can't believe it. So um, so there you go. If, if, you, if you pre-order the Nobody, um, email Jeff at jeff at jefflemire.com, which is... L E M I R E. You give him your address, your LCS, and he will do a sketch for you, which is unbelievable. So, yep. yep. Or you, you can al- you can also reach him on our forums if you don't want to email him because yep. he's there. What do, what are you guys gonna gonna request? Hey, um, I was gonna say Jeff's sketches are awesome, and I'm looking at my. He did a Hellboy sketch for me, 
And uh, I'm thinking about uh, getting two more in the series and then maybe framing them all together. I'm thinking uh, uh, Abe Sapien and Lobster Johnson. Ooh, nice! And just because they're on the uh, what the five, the five by seven cards and get yeah. get those get get you know three of them and I'm thinking yeah Abe and and uh, and Lobster Johnson so would it be cool yeah. even though he would do a kick ass Johan oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah well I I already have a commandy sketch by Mr Lemire so I think this time around I'm gonna go man thing. I think he, he no, would do it. Awesome. No, 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 no. You need to stay Kirby. You got to get like an Omac. Hmm. Mm. Old school. I don't know. I, I'm gonna throw him a curveball and say ooh, Prince Tufton. Ooh, Prince Tufton. No, no, Devil Dinosaur, dude. Lemire hey, doing a Devil Dinosaur. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. There you go. All right. I think I'm. De- yeah. I've decided. I'm glad I thought of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel bad not getting a man thing sketch because that's my. You know. That's oh my, my god! Name. If 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 only you could. Well, get another sketch from him. Which right, I could buy two it. books. There you go. I'm actually yeah. going to pre. I'm going to pre-order two, and uh, you know, I'm going to do it so I can get the other sketch. It is, <laughs> but, it's worth it, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, Hell uh, yeah! I, actually, um, one thing that I, I'm doing here in Chicago is uh, if you uh, if you live here in Chicago and uh, um, shop at either Challengers or Dark Tower Comics. We're going to uh, do pre-orders at those comic shops and um, uh, and put together a list and have people, um, you know, register their sketches there through the pre-orders, and that way Jeff will be able to mail them to That's Dark awesome. Tower, Dark yeah. Tower, cool. and, or Challengers. And that reminds me, I I, I hope I, I'm trusting that we probably don't have to say this, but just because you know we do have a lot of listeners that we don't necessarily know personally. It, Please, all I ask, just to be fair to the guy, because he's being well well generous here, and I think being very modest, and that I don't think he probably needs a lot of help with the pre-orders, given the quality of his stuff. If it just, all I ask is that you actually pre-order the book if you're going to ask him for a sketch. Please, yeah, please. That's because there's I there's would, there's some bit of of, of um, uh, there's the honor system, yeah, honor system here, in that in that he's asking you to just tell him that you did it and what store, and, and obviously, you know, I, I would hope that anyone that that takes advantage of this. Just, just be honest and, and order the book. Oh, absolutely! Hell, I would demand like a scan of the register receipt. Or <laughs> yeah, take a picture with you <laughs> in the book. Checking the LCS you know? on it. Yeah, well, yeah, he's yeah. Canadian. He's Canadian, so he's a very trusting person. So, well, like ca- all Canadians ca- aren't going to be trusting for much longer when half of this country tries to move up there and become Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> here, but for now, they still trust us. Oh, and yeah, by the way. Jeff, uh, he confirmed with me this week uh, after after he uh, you know made the 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 sketch uh, promise on stuff that he will be at the Windy City Comic Con again this awesome. year. So nice, um, and he'll be joined by I believe fellow Torontonian. Is that what you call someone from Toronto? Um, uh, fellow uh, fellow Canadian, I believe. Anyway, uh, Jay Torres is gonna nice. is gonna be there as well. Shaping so. up, buddy. Yeah, yeah, it's looking good. So, uh, what are the dates of that for those who don't uh, know? Uh, September nineteenth, uh, it's Saturday, uh, ten to six. Go to windycitycomiccon.com dot com and you can get all the information and see the updated guest list. It's looking pretty sweet. Speaking of the um, of the forum, there's something that I've noticed over the past few days that uh, kind of makes me smile a little bit. It um, reminds me of the. Uh, before Warren Ellis had uh, had the Whitechapel forum, he had I think it was called the Bad Engine, and basically the 
in order to register, in order to post on that forum, you could have, you know, an internet handle so you could log in with, but I think you were requested to use at least your real first name. And I'm no, noticing it wasn't, it wasn't, wasn't requested. You had to, that's you had it. To use your real, your real full name. And I remember this is, uh, um, what Chris crank from Crankcast. Uh-huh. They, they, uh, it took him forever to get registered at the engine <laughs> because they didn't believe that Chris crank was his real name. Wow. Hmm. And it, yeah, the engine, I said bad engine. Okay. Um, the, uh, yeah, like bad the, signals, the email list. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Right. Right. Um, but I noticed that, uh, well, Azenfist has been going by Alan for a while now, but the poster formerly known as Stick is going by Dave A. Um, Jacob Rusoff, who's been on our forum since the beginning, is now using his first name as Matt in his, uh, in his forum post. So I kind of, stuff like that makes me, uh, ma- makes me smile a bit. Yeah. Wow. Who's getting the phone call? Uh, me. Oh, Son of a bitch. Doesn't take no. much to make you smile, does it, there, buddy? It really doesn't. It's, it's, little, it's little things like that. It's like because you know, we all know people on the internet. You know, it's very easy for them to hide behind some made-up name because right. they wouldn't. You know, there no fear if I say something bad about an artist or a creator because they're not going to know me from Adam because you know right. my my form handle is real cheese sandwich or some shit like that. Yeah, so. it's kind of hard to take someone known as the Dildonator. <laughs> and, you know, seriously, but, yeah, I know what you mean. Name before he instituted those rules? What'd he say? I missed that. I don't know. What'd you say there, Wood? I said, wasn't that Warren Ellis's screen name before he instituted those rules? <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. See, it was worth the wait. Like, that's right. Yeah, it was wonderful. So that's what, cool. What have we been reading? I, I don't like to go first usually, but I am so excited <laughs> about the <laughs> shit that I read this this past weekend. I, I was, and I started a thread on the forum, forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com. Hmm? Uh, neck, what I call it, neck deep in Marvel Cosmic and loving it. Loving it. I, you know, I, I was a bit hesitant at first to jump into these titles because the originals, I, I hold the, the original titles so fondly. The Gerber's Guardians of the Galaxy and, uh, the original Nova at one time, Rivaled Spider-Man in my my young mind as as my favorite book. Remember no, when Star Wars Warlock? Oh yeah, I love that too. Marvel <laughs> Premiere, wasn't it? No, Marvel Spotlight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was Warlock in Spotlight? Was it Spotlight? Right. Well, Alan, that, it, was it was only four issues. I know that, but they were four mind-boggling issues. But the original Nova, when that came out, and then they did the the crossover with Amazing Spider-Man, it was like super geek out moment for me as a kid. Uh, Spider-Man and Warlock or uh, Nova chained to the the anchor. Oh, good God! It, it, could it get better than that? So I was a little bit hesitant to jump into these, thinking you know, there's no way that they're ever gonna match what has come before. But I'm like overjoyed to say that Marvel Cosmic is kicking all kinds of ass. Abnett and Lanning, I don't know what they're paying them, but they should be paying them a hell of a lot more because their books are fantastic. Oh uh, yes. Only been you guys fucking saying you, it for about six months, Vince. I know, uh, but I'm, I, you know, I read a lot of stuff, and and, and it, it it's tough to get caught up. I, I I started though, and I wanted to talk about this last week, and I didn't get around to it. With uh, Incredible Hercules, oh my god, 
<laughs> Jefferson was was so right. Jefferson has been plugging this book forever, and David was right too. David told me it, I I can't slight my buddy. He was like, "You got to read this title." And I said, "Ah, you know, I don't know." World War Hulk left such a bad taste in my mouth. I, I don't want to be bothered with it. And I got the first hardcover, which is Hercules Against the World. I think Greg Pak is a brilliant writer. He really is because. Not only did he, did he recognize that the, the myths and legends of Heracles were so rich, that they were such wonderful stories that he used those as a foundation for, for his run on this title, but he tweaks the myths slightly and makes them new. Like not not to mention Hercules knocks it out the box every 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 issue. With <laughs> well, but see, yeah, that's there's no knocking boots in in this one. It's just the first couple of issues. But he doesn't uh, knock any boots in the first few issues. No, no, he's on the run from Shield. Is he after yeah. that, my friend? Yeah. Well, second hardcover is going to be like soft porn. But but the thing <laughs> I like best about this is he sets Hercules up as the patsy. He he's he's the ultimate fall guy. He's he's duped by Hera into supposedly killing his wife and children. He's he's duped by, uh, what was the guy's name? Laumandran, the king of Troy. He hired him to save his daughter from Poseidon, but he failed to tell Hercules that uh, he failed to pay Poseidon and Apollo for building the walls around his city, so he was duped there. He was duped by the centaur, Nessus, that tried to rape, uh, rape his wife while carrying her across the, the water. He's like, you know, let's just abuse Hercules. But in the end, he, he, he ekes all this compassion out of you for Hercules, but there's a twist to it in the end. And I'm not going to reveal it, but one of the supposedly, uh, supposed incidents where he was used, he told the story a bit differently than legend would have you believe and cast Hercules in a totally different light. Not so much a patsy, and I'm not going to reveal it for anyone who hasn't read it, because it's a big part of this trade, but just freaking incredible work. I'm stunned that they could, that uh, Greg Pak could eke this much out of Hercules. But of it's not just Greg Pak, is it? No, it's Fred Van Lenty, too. There's an annual in here, I think, or a, a one-shot. What is it? Um there are, there Hulk, are no- Hulk versus Hercules, When Titans Collide, which was written, I think, by Fred Van Lenty. There are no bad characters. But no, uh, they're pretty sure. Actually, I think when it changed over to Hercules, they both been co-writing it. Really? Yeah. See that yeah. they make no they make no indication of that in, really? in the hardcover. Yeah, I'm sure that started right away, but I, I and they they are co-writing it for they have been for a while now, but maybe not in that first. No one. shit. Sorry, Fred Van Lenty. Yeah. Because I mean, on on the title page, it just says writers Greg Pak and Fred Van Lenty. You don't know which one wrote. Which and I, I just assumed that because Greg well, Pak was this writing started with, the, this started with number one fifteen, right? Or uh, no, one twelve. You you get the uh, the one twelve, and then it, and then it switches over to Incredible Hercules with one thirteen to one fifteen. No, okay, they both they've been writing it since one twelve. No kidding! Ah, yeah. Wow, I feel like a like a total douche to Fred no, Van Lenty because no, no, oh. yeah. we we we. <laughs> We've talked pretty nicely about Fred's yeah. work. That's, that's the show I don't think now he's about to throw down his yeah. iPod. He, he, yeah, he just turned off his iPod and started <laughs> fucking walking. Man. God, motherfucker. Man. And uh, by uh, the way, speaking of Incredible Hercules, you know who's taking over the art chores? I have no idea. Evan Sorbo. <laughs> nice. Oh, Fred, uh, yes. Friend and, listener of, friend and listener of the show, Ryan Stegman. Oh, yes. Really? Nice. Yes, sir. Ooh, yeah. 
Oh, outstanding. Yep, absolutely. That's going to be a little bit of a departure from what we've seen because uh, Koi Pham is kind of um, gritty and Stegman is anything but. Well, but you're not going to get Pham for... I don't know if Pham's going to be much in the second trade. Um, I think like Rafa Sandoval was honored for a few issues, at least during Secret Invasion. Yeah. Because yeah. um, Pham pretty much, I think, went to, uh, went to work on some of the, the Avengers books. For a while, he took over uh, Mighty Avengers. So you're not going to get uh, fam much longer on Hercules as, as you read through the trades. And Ryan is a guy that has has put his time in. Man, he's worked in the trenches. He is he's, he's an outstanding artist. Freaking yeah, superb yeah, dress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ryan's yeah, good, good people. Again, I was stunned with the depth of this book. I thought it was just another. Uh, Hulk-esque title, just like a not so much a Jeff Loeb uh, Hulk book, but pretty much, you know, Hercules Smash. Because right, it could be very a, easy for him to just it could, take that could, part over, right? Because As we've known Hercules from the Avengers days, the guy's impulsive. He just launches headlong into battle and, and just goes out, goes in swinging. But this this was deep. It was surprisingly yeah. deep. I'm going to have to read the trade. Because it was... No, no, go, go ahead, go ahead. But, no, I just yeah. that the um, I kind of jumped around with Hercules. I didn't read many consecutive issues because I appreciate the character in the title and and being friends to Hulk and Hercules. But I'm not really a fan of Amadeus Cho. Oh, he is awesome! No, are you serious? It's 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 that whole it's it's just that type of character, that personality. That uh, you know, I'm just I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of characters that you know are that smart where they know their shit don't stink and it's like i don't really want to read about you so it, it that's kind of a turnoff to me but i've i've learned to get past that in most cases amadeus cho pup and toe come on uh, hey oh okay <laughs> yeah for, t- tell me what happens with the pup as as you keep reading the trades no i'm not going to do that okay but <laughs> i mean there, there's one part in in here where amadeus cho with nothing more than a laptop crashes Almost uh, well, with the exception the shield, of one, the... crashes all the Shield helicarriers. Yeah, that was just awesome. com- completely neuter Shield. Yep. Leave us uh, alone. Just, just amazing stuff. But was he, yeah, the, the fifth smartest, fifth smartest. Well, Sixth. he was no, he Sixth. was he was the seventh. Mm-hmm. But now that, uh, as far as the recent issues of Mighty Avengers, now that Hank, this is what I don't I don't get it because now that Hank Pym, the real. Hank Pym is back when when Wanda, maybe in quotes if, if that is Wanda, was getting together the new Avengers when uh, when she brought Hercules and Jarvis and, and Amadeus to Hank Pym. Pym asked, you know, who, who are who is this kid? And he says, you know, Amadeus Cho, seventh smartest person in the world. And, 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 and Pym said, <laughs> Pym said, you might want to change that to the eighth and it it, it kind of oh. it's it's bugging me a little bit because why would why would now that the real pym is back cho be the eighth when wouldn't everybody have thought that the scroll hank pym would have still been one of the smartest people in the marvel universe so i don't i don't see why cho's ranking would would change now that the real pym is back it, and who does just, this ranking anyway it's it's <laughs> just it's it's all it's all theoretical because i don't think they've ever said who the seven smartest people in the Marvel Universe. I mean, it, we can't say Peter Parker is one because this is common knowledge that he's the seventh person. 
So we'd have to know who Peter Parker is and what he's done to rank him. So it's it's just it, it See, seems it's to so much a- easier in DC because you just know the top three. <laughs> <laughs> it is much much less cluttered. Do you, yeah. no, do you guys know the 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 three smartest people in the DCU? Uh, yes. Bruce Wayne, Tio Morrow. No, 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 no. No, I I know Mr. Uh, Mr. Terrific's number four. That's no, he's right. The, he's third. Right. He's the third smartest. Oh, is he really? I thought he was number yeah. four. He's the third smartest. Okay, who's number two? Bruce Wayne. Yep. And number mm-hmm. one would be Lex Luthor. Yep. There you go. And totally. why, is, you, why is Lex Luthor the smartest? Because he's bald. Well, because because <laughs> he has he has to be the smartest man in the in the world because that's the only way he could be a true a true uh, equal to to Superman. Right, and you know what? After Final Crisis, I would rank Superman as the fifth smartest. There you go, fifth yeah. smartest. Yeah. Well, see, you weren't here, Mister Mute Button. Yeah, I had to bring the baby up to the wall. <laughs> but I just, you know, another thing about this this Hercules book, uh, Pack and Van Lenti, they have done their homework. They know their roots because there's a sequence in here where, again, Hercules gets duped by uh, the Black Widow. He's all confused because he's his his blood is is uh, infected with hydra venom and he's he's supposedly nutso and she convinces him into thinking that he's back in the days of the champions and there's a a page it's really neat where you, uh, Ghost Rider Iceman Angel they're talking to Hercules and it's done in a faux 70s type look with the moray oh, pattern over it it's really cool yeah sponged and Ares looks like he did way back. With with the mohawk and the 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 gay cape and stuff, <laughs> really neat. Yeah, I I cannot recommend Incredible Hercules more highly. You know, there's a there's another Greg Pak book that I'm interested in, and I figure I would, for some reason, ask Vince what he because I know that you're reading it. Have you okay. read Scar, Son of Hulk? Yeah, sure. Oh, I I want to, and I did pre-order the first <laughs> hardcover, but I haven't read them yet. I did look at them; they're beautiful to look at with All Butch right. uh, Butch Geis and uh, Garney's on it, right? Yep. Well, Ron mm-hmm. Garney was on that. Uh, by the way, with no inks, uh, just pencils. Yeah, yeah. pencils. And the uh, new artist, at least for the Planet Scar, I don't know about the whole arc, but uh, Ron Lim. Yeah. Oh, and did you see that Travis Charest or Charest cover? <laughs> with with Scar with the blade, oh my God, is it nice? I gotta say though, I, I I'm a little nervous about the whole Planet Scar thing because, I mean, let's be honest, Planet Hulk was awesome, as yes. Vince would say, wonderful. It was very wonderful. And then they bring him to Earth, and it was not awesome. And then <laughs> they create Scar, which was a nice little back to the old little pocket universe. It, not exactly as, as as good as Planet Hulk was, but but still nice to get that little fix, that little. Conan-esque side pocket, and then all of a sudden yeah. they're bringing him to Earth now? Well, that's that's know. fine as long as it's a storyline, and then he goes back, and right. you know, it's, yeah. that's yeah. A, it's as long as it's not a... Uh, and if, God, that was a terrible event. Not that I haven't been happy <laughs> with any events here recently, but God, World War Hulk was terrible. But let, was, let's, uh, be, let's be fair, that, it was an editorial decision. I, I, I would not... Yeah. Assume that Pac wanted to take it there. No, no. After after the twelve amazing issues for yeah. for Planet Hulk, I mean Pla- Planet Hulk is has become my favorite Hulk story of all. Me time. too. Yeah, I agree. I'm too. with you, brother. I'm right That's, there. If, 
And I'm gonna talk about great collected editions. You know, mm-hmm. I mean oh, that yeah. that's a that's a I mean talk they all twelve issues plus the, oh, the gladiator guidebook. Yep, plus the back matter and the maps and all that stuff, all in one beautiful hardcover for a very yeah. good price. Now that is what a collected right. edition should be. Which leads me to another thing I've read, and that the one the one fault out of reading uh, the one fault in the reading experience. I read Annihilation Conquest. Mm-hmm. Which I I think compares very favor- favorably to the first one. It, it was a solid story, very logical, exciting as hell, and it's it's just if you if you can stifle that adult na- tendency we have to overanalyze things and just let that little kid in, inside of you just geek out on what's happening. Conquest is an amazing event. Mm. It was really well done, but. So I'm I'm reading Conquest, and the first volume has the Quasar miniseries. It has um, the Star Lord miniseries, and, and and it has the the Annihilation Conquest Prelude, and then at the end it has the Annihilation Saga, which recaps that freebie that they gave out. Mm-hmm. I think it was 32 pages. That's in there. So you get to the Annihilation Conquest Book Two, starts off with the Wraith miniseries, which was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Th- then you get the six issues of Annihilation Conquest proper. But in, at one point in the story, Nova arrives, and this is a spoiler for anybody who hasn't read it, but I can't make my point without spoiling it. Nova arrives with Warlock and Gamora and Drax. And the last time you see Gamora and Drax, and also in the the second volume of Annihilation Conquest, I think you get the Nova issues. You get uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, four, three, five, and five six, or something. something like that. Yeah, but but when when Nova arrives with these people, the last time you've seen Drax and Gamora, they were infected with the Transmode virus, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he just he just shows up with these people in tow. Gamora and Drax are no longer affected, and he's with Warlock. You have no idea where the hell these people have come from. Unless you've read Nova. Now, luckily, I also own the Nova Annihilation, which reprints the first 12 issues of Nova, Nova, so you know where they come from. But if you just bought the two Annihilation Conquest hardcovers, you'd have no friggin' idea how he got Warlock to the point where they pierced the the barrier surrounding Kree space, and with Drax and Gamora, you don't know. And that's the one little itsy-bitsy fault I could find in the way that those two books were packaged. Like yeah. Wood was saying, the Planet Hulk is perfect. Annihilation Conquest is a it's almost perfect, but it has that one flaw where you, it's just a lack of information. Yeah, uh, You know, uh, with both of those stories, there's a million different storylines and mm-hmm. stuff going you know, a million miles an hour, and that they kept that First of all, all of the all of the multiple plot lines that they kept them um, tied together and and on track together is, a, is an amazing plotting feat. So mm. yeah, I, I, that's that's not that big of a deal. No, uh, it's not a big deal. And and in in Marvel's defense, the title of the Nova Collection is Annihilation Nova. So you would assume that if you're reading Annihilation, you would have to read this too. Yep. I'll so, tell you what, yeah. it, and this is—I know it's kind of a knock on on your boy, but as far as like big sweeping cosmic type events with uh, you know crazy crazy shit going on, Annihilation and Annihilation Conquest are hell of a lot easier to follow than Final Crisis. 
I won't disagree with you. <laughs> it's, I mean, just it's, just from a from a plotting standpoint, it's it just much much easier to to follow through. Not as layered, obviously, as Final Crisis, right? But, uh, yeah, right. just from Not, just from a from a story standpoint, with a lot of shit going on, much easier to follow. Yeah, but as far as the MVP for Marvel, Abnett and Lanning, they are superb. Yeah, comics creators just. Uh, Conquest was everything I thought it would be and more. And the 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 cool factor is that it's the the it's woven into the Nova Saga and the Guardians of the Galaxy Saga. It's almost seamless. If you've read Conquest, you can jump into Nova and Guardians of the Galaxy no problem. The yeah, I can't. Uh, they, I th- I mean, it's gotten to the point now where I think Lanning is. I prefer his writing over his inking, but I can't. I can't mention. Guardians of the Galaxy or Nova around Renee because whenever I mention Dan Abnett's name, she starts giggling uncontrollably because when I said it the first time I said it, I guess I said it quickly. So now she thinks that's exactly what she says all the time. <laughs> and she fucking she she's sitting here and she's giggling and cackling and carrying on. She's like, Go ahead, say his name again, say his name again. I'm like, Dan Nabbit. Abnett? She's like, Dag Nabbit and I'm like, You're an idiot. I just David's getting angry. Listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> but and, and it's it also neat that if you are a fan of Mr. Uh, Abnett, you know that he does work for Games Workshop for the the Warhammer 40k stuff. And in the recent issues of Guardians of the Galaxy, there's a let's call them an organization that Universal Church of Truth mm-hmm. with that that huge Gothic spaceship that that looks like a a, 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 a Gothic church. That's straight out of Warhammer 40k. Just the the whole uh, religious uh, wackos that uh, you know think they have the answer and they're just gonna tread across the galaxy preaching the word. That is the ultimate bad guy for me. You just put some some nutso religious types in there, and it just I you don't even have to give me reason to to dislike them. I will right off the bat because you know it's they're they're just trying to subjugate people based on what they believe, and it's put it perfect. for truth. Yeah, it's the, it's it's a perfect bad guy for me. Yeah, that was a great that was a great storyline. And 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 while we're at it too, how perfect is it in Guardians of the Galaxy that go ahead Chris say it. Their their headquarters. Huh? Say oh. it. It's it's a head. You missed your oh, cue. It's a headquarters. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I'm but, sick. I'm on no, but, drugs. <laughs> How how perfect is it that they position the headquarters at the end of space time, where it's like the crossroads to multiple uh, to infinite realities and and timelines, where they can bring anybody yeah, into the Guardians of the Galaxy series flawlessly. Yep, yeah. I, I feel like awesome. as long as the book is alive. Yeah, yep. I feel like we're sort of uh, doing a best of our uh, our prior episodes right now. <laughs> Are we really? <laughs> yeah, Vince is had this exact conversation yeah. about about <laughs> said twenty weeks ago. <laughs> now Vince well, is finally reading it. It's called Vince I'm, catches I'm up. Aboard the the cosmic goodness again, Vince. It's good. That's to have all you. right, yeah. though, dude. Now, now that Vince is talking about these books, people will say that they don't understand why they missed them all this time. But thank you, Vince, <laughs> for telling us all about these great books. <laughs> thank you, Vince. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back. I, I think I raved about Scar in like our third or fourth episode. <laughs> Sorry. Well, yeah, I'm but sorry. you know, I we love you. This is I, this is I, this is what it's about. People do wait for collected editions, so mm-hmm. there you go. It's true. Hey, Vince, uh, David, Chris, and Wood. Um, it's Templar from the forums. 
um, no funny stories, no um, poor American accents. Um, just thought I'd give you a call and tell you something nice that happened today. Um, literally came home from work a couple of, well, about an hour ago to find a huge box um, with a big letterhead on it and, it and all it said was Lionsgate on it and of course I know Lionsgate are a film company opened it up I completely forgot I entered a contest for my son uh, it was for me really a few, a few months ago the next Avengers animated movie came out um, and inside the DVD um, was a little slip to win uh, I didn't even know what it was it was just to, to win some merchandise I've got a Iron Man mask and repulsor gauntlet. It's like a heavy-duty plastic set. Really good-looking mask and a, like a blaster thing that fits on your hand and shoots a load of discs. I've got a very happy five-and-a-half-year-old running around right now shooting his sister in the back of the head with that. So, yeah, um, a marvellous package arriving for my kid. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm really, really happy with that. I don't think he's won anything before. Um, in a prize, you know, like a like a prize draw thing. So that was really cool. Um, absolutely love listening to to your stories about the um, the con um, from someone in the UK who's only just kind of in the last year recently kind of discovered the comic book community and and the con experience. I keep hearing about. Um, I'm really uh, considering Bristol Con this year. Um, I know there's one in Earl's Court as well. So I'm definitely going to be looking to um, to get myself to a UK um, con experience at some point this year. So I'm really, uh, really glad to hear that you had a good time and uh, envious as hell um, that you got to put kind of faces to names, voices to names on the forums. Um, and uh, it, it just sounds like you had a, a really good time and it was just really good to, to hear your experiences there. So um yeah, there you go. That's that's it from me, uh, Mr. Matty Burden, checking out. Uh, be well. I'm loving the Marvel, but I, I enjoy reading them in, in bulk. Yeah. With, with the exception of Amazing Spider-Man. I have to have that every week. Yeah, well, just because I, I've been trying to... You know, I told you I, I read the... Was it New Ways to Die? I read that arc. But that's the only stuff since the reboot I've read, and... I thought I would pick it up and trade because I presume they're putting out. They got to be putting out a trade like every month or two, right? I mean, they're putting out every three issues a month, yeah. I, I, but it seems like every time I look in previews, I'm, I'm not noticing like the trades solicited. So, what? Where are they? Like, what, what's the order? I don't ever see the trades. I don't. Are they not putting them out as quickly as they do other stuff, or am I just not seeing them? Well, I know the hardcovers are numbered. Oh, they're hardcovers. Okay. So they're not they they're putting the hardcovers first, and then they haven't put out the trades yet. No, they have put it because no, I've there's, seen, I've there's seen a trade, trade or two and uh, at, at like Barnes and Noble. Okay, there's, there's I I know for a fact there's a one more day trade and there's a brand new day which does the um, McNiven and Vines uh, that first four yeah. or five issue arc, but I, I don't know if anything else has come out after that. Yeah, yeah I've okay. got the brand new trade right here. Hold on. Yeah, I've yeah, seen they, that one. But I just mean, I mean, they've put what fifty, forty. They have. They, there are three trades for Brand New Day, okay. and uh, it wow. looks like it looks like they've changed changed the 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 naming of the hardcovers. There are three hardcovers. The most recent seems to be instead of calling it Brand New Day Volume Four, they've named it Spider Man Craven's First Hunt, oh, which was great. Yes. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jimenez just like. 
Woo. And he's, he's, he's getting a, a feel for Spider. I wasn't sure if he was um, enjoying drawing uh, Marvel's flagship character. So it was, it was just one of those. Uh, I don't remember him on Fantastic Four. <laughs> <laughs> they. Uh, He's, he's getting. He's, <laughs> although I think he might have been having a lot of fun with uh, with the Craven storyline since he co-created that character. Or wait, no, he might have actually been the creator of uh, of Craven's daughter. Ah, little hottie, young, but little little yeah. hottie. Yeah, because I'm not I, saying I. I think there was this, there's going to be a story that that Jimenez is going to write featuring her. So nice, yeah, nice. Keeping with the Marvel trend of having female versions of famous existing villains it's happening a lot lately i'm in no rush and, to and, see the rhino version of that and <laughs> <laughs> i saw the lady rhino a couple times at new york comic-con i think yeah. and, no, that, that was and, big mama <laughs> while we're at it the uh <laughs> the female versions of pre-existing male superheroes is is pretty prevalent in, as such in the cases as quasar mm-hmm. yeah and no, no, I, I, you know even goes there for yeah but they're treating her oh yeah, yeah. Which yeah, poor cool. Coral. We hardly knew ye. Oh yeah, but, but there's, uh, I mean, there's been Lady Bullseye. There's been uh, Lady Sinister. There's, uh, there's there, there was uh, Loki, the female Iron Fist. Yeah, female, well, Loki's a female now, right? There's the right. Fe- there's uh, what we were just saying. There, there's the female right, there, Raven. There was, yeah, there was yeah. a female Iron Fist and the last back. One too. Yeah, yeah. Um, God, was that last issue of Iron Fist fucking awesome? I didn't read it yet. Oh, the first, the, the first part of the new arc. God damn, was that good? Yeah, that was. <laughs> God damn. Hot can't, damn. Wait, can't wait for Vince to talk about it in four months. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Vince, uh, you know, what did you I mean? Our our cover art, this uh, our banner art this week has been all about a book. I I can't believe you haven't been jumping at the bits. Oh, that's right. Well, yeah, that's big. Yeah, because I was I was steeped in the Marvel cosmic. I I didn't I didn't Dude. get around to I I did look through it and I just absolutely. Love the way it looks, but I didn't read it yet. Well, since oh, we okay. could talk, I mean, we, 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 oh, you didn't read it. Okay. Cause I was going to say, you, you talked about a god as far as Hercules goes, but I wasn't sure. Hey, you guys want to talk to. about it? Shoot. I'm going to read it anyway. Go ahead. Well, knock yourself out. Didn't, I didn't know if you wanted to continue with what you're talking about or if you wanted to push Thor back for a later date. I'm, I'm not the captain. You, you're steering <laughs> the boat now, buddy. Go ahead. No, I mean, we could, cause you, for that iceberg. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Jew. The uh, the do, do you want to talk about the first six issues of Thor, or I mean, if the guys want to talk about Jersey Gods, which, which I read the other night, I mean, we can fl- free flowing, man. Yeah. Did you did you guys read Thor? Everybody here read Thor. What, what the, J- Thor? J- J- JMS's Thor? I read yes, uh, the, the first hardcover. Have not read issue six hundred, which I hear is great. Right. I well, I'm in I'm in the same position as yourself. I only read the first trade. And that contains issues one to six. I I just I was taken aback at how good it was. <laughs> modern, modern classic. No, see, I, honestly, God, seriously, I, and I said this to David when we were talking last night. If JMS continues the quality of the first six inch issues through any kind of sizable run, good good old Walt Simonson will have a uh, um, what's the word I want to say? He will have a contender. To to the the greatest run of Thor because oh let's let's remember two things before we get ahead of ourselves one this is JMS we're talking about and so I'm not willing to give him the benefit of the doubt until he has thirty to forty issues in the in a can like Simonson kind of 
kind of but, a no, but the, lofty it, fucking. Well, that's what I'm saying. Thing to well, I mean, up to. Jason, no, but, what? Mean, uh, but the, the, the J, J, no, hold on, Jason. The first what, six what, are so the, strong. That, okay, Jason. What <laughs> other writer would you say? Well, I don't know if I'll give this guy the benefit of the doubt until he can put me thirty, forty good issues. <laughs> no, 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 out no, no. There. Hold on a second. No, no, no. You're misunderstanding. Vince is trying How to say long that was Simonson's run. Up. Yeah, if he keeps this up, it's going to rival Simonson, and I say bullshit to that because Simonson did it for what? I mean, he wrote the book for at least 40, 50 issues. But it's not about length. It's about quality and the, the, the way the story resonates. About quality through. and sustainability of quality. That's exactly my point. He had, and, that, and that's what I'm saying. The first six issues are so freaking solid. Well, the were. premise is brilliant. But six issues does not make – I mean, I just think it's plastic. No. He's going to rifle Simonson. I think this has the chance to be the second best Thor run that – Okay. All right. Uh, but, but, uh, I'm he, just saying, look at look at the caliber of, of – I mean, not, not so much with the writing, but the caliber of artists that they've brought in to, to work on Thor. Olivier Copiel, Dan Brereton. Yeah. You, you had some, some no, Mike Allred oh, in there. Wait, 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 wait. You're not talking about the JMS books now. The Fraction wrote the Brereton and the... Yeah. Oh, yes, the, oh. that's right. Okay. So J, JMS right. has only worked with Koipel and Morales and, no, and, and, oh, okay. and, and Marco Djurjevic. Yeah. All right, so I'm waiting on that trade. I didn't get it yet. I didn't know well, it was just Fraction. Well, and yeah. let me yeah. say, too, about JMS is, to be totally fair, as much as I've been loving Thor, um, JMS, for whether it's Hollywood or that he's at DC now or whatever, I mean, the pace of Thor has slowed to a fucking snail's pace after... A really strong start, and hopefully they're back on track now with 600 coming out. But but they, I mean, they have lost. I th- I think personally they've lost quite a bit of momentum in the last six months after an unbelievably good start to the series. See, I don't I don't know. I mean, oh, what do you, what do you mean the, those... the frequency of the publications? Yeah, yeah. Or the, yeah the actual it's been story? coming out less than every two months. Oh, but okay. some, something like that. I mean, for Thor. I mean, you know, you could talk about oh, there's so much other, there's so many other great books out there. I don't care if it's late, but Thor is one of those things where it to me. And I don't say this lightly. I it is worth the wait. I don't mind waiting yeah. for for that issue of Thor because the, the writing is going to be solid. The art's going to be gorgeous. So I mean, I don't. I mean, it's not like I, if if X Men or X Factor was running late, that I might bitch about. As much as I love X Factor, as much as I love Peter David, if you know, if if he if it was a couple months behind, I'd probably bitch about that. But like, all right, that. That's not going to really make it to the top of my stack when it does finally come out. But Thor doesn't really have that problem. I will, I'll, I'll swim in that when that comes out and just take as much as I can of it before the next one. I don't. Yeah. I'm not. I mean, you're right. It it bang out the gate and everything was running fine. I wasn't too thrilled with um with issue number. I think it was ten when uh, when he went to go visit or when when a friend a, a lady former, friend. No, no. Uh, no, no, definitely not a lady. Um, it was it was an issue where um, I, you want me to, I mean, I'm not gonna spoil it. No, I, no, this is one book I, I would not want to have spoiled. Okay, okay all right. Uh, until but yeah. I, you know the, the the frequency of the publication is not an issue when you're reading them in trade. Oh, for sure. So so oh, right. No, you're so as right, far but, as I know, but it, these could have came out a week apart or, or six months apart. Right. I would never know. I point this, to that again with, more about the the Simonson comparison though. In that in that. I was super excited for this book and thought it was phenomenal, and I still think it's quite good. I haven't read 600 yet, but I, uh, I've read it up to that. Uh, but it's just that for me, like David was saying, top of the stack, whatever, it, this was a book that I was – it was one of the first I was reading every time it came into my inbox. Mm-hmm. Um, now, fairly or unfairly, it's 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 more like a middle-of-the-stack book because 
of the infrequency, I've kind of lost some of that that momentum where like every month I was dying to see what happened next. So switch to trades, dude. And, and no, but you're right, Vince. You, you know, when you read the trade, I mean, you know, someone reads Camelot 3000 these days, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to know that it was almost <laughs> a year between the last two issues. But if you might start to notice it when you're like, damn, I, the last time I read Thor was like over six months ago. Then you start to realize that, okay, maybe those issues weren't coming out all that, all that right. quickly. So yeah, if you, if you sure. have to wait eight months before the, the next collection, I mean, not that it's very hard to go back and read the first trade before you read the second, but mm-hmm. you, you you might feel it at that point. Right. I I, th- I think the premise, which kind of ties very nicely into Neil Gaiman's American Gods, was was perfect. Mm-hmm. Just the the whole you know it's not for the gods to decide absolutely yeah. whether whether man exists. It's it's the reverse, and uh, it's it's a very simple premise. The collective unconscious is what makes these gods. And it it's so effective. It just it works. Um, uh, the, the the art is just superb. I can't see uh, as, in terms of just these six issues. I I was stunned. I, okay. I can't. Okay. I, I, I could not have expected spreads. for more. Yeah. He. he oh yeah. Copeil's out of his mind on that book. He caps. I, I didn't like him on Punisher, but man, he has just this majestic look to his art. That's like, yeah, that's that's what gods look like. Yeah, the first time you see uh, Hamdal, the the guy that guards the rainbow, the rainbow bridge, and he's he's bent over and he's he's all like you could tell he's Love stiff and bent over, don't you, Vince? No, <laughs> that's not nice. You know, and then the next time you see him, he has he's just like Chris said, this majestic pose. Leaning on his sword over the over the over Asgard, and you see the birds in the background. It's just fantastic. I think about mm-hmm. the detail, the attention to detail he's doing with with, with the garb, with with, with right with their costumes and wardrobe, and and, and and let's not forget the highlight of the six issues was kicking the shit out of Hair Stark. That for me, <laughs> I, I I read it and I and I, and I said uh, I'm going through this and I said okay you know they're going to talk uh uh-uh, uh he beats the freaking crap out of him take my blood will you and this is exactly what Tony deserves in my opinion JMS won my heart with these with this those four pages he could have had Thor taking a cosmic dump on the planet at the end I would still think this was a super uh, story I, I yeah. think El Dave just just turned us off oh we lost El Dave. Hey, Every man. time I hear when I, when I read uh, a Tony Stark word balloon, it's he sounds like Major <laughs> Hochstetter in my head. Really? You know, it's just like horrible. It's he's like this ultimate bad guy for me. I am, I you need to read Fractions, it. Invincible Iron. And then, oh, it is so good. Yeah, it is so I'm, so good. I'm actually. Nah. You Iron, like Man, Tony Iron Man is one of my favorite characters at Marvel right now because he's a very complicated guy. I mean, there's. <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, you want to talk about what you can do with a character and and where they've pushed him. I don't necessarily like the way that maybe he got there. You know, kind of Mm -hmm. the same thing with Spider-Man with the whole um, uh, last day thing. Um, But but where Tony Stark is now as a character is really entertaining. Hmm. Yeah, no question about it. Fraction, fraction. He's just tearing the shit out of that book right now. I, I just hope they, they, they haven't cast him as this misunderstood altruistic type because there's nothing altruistic about Tony Stark. No, no, no. It's uh, He's an industrialist. He's a futurist. Oh. Yeah. Um, he believes that he's, that what he is doing is right. 
Um, but I mean, they 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 show him, you know, pimples on ass and all. It's um, you know, he's not innocent, and he knows he's not innocent. But uh, no, he's very very interesting character right now. I think the you know thing- we should do a a podcast dramatization of these four pages where he kicks Tony's ass. <laughs> we, we should. I'll add the sound effects, and we, we could act it out. I think it'll go over well, don't you? All right, we could do it. Uh, <laughs> we'll do it in a couple of weeks. Then I'll take out my issues. Yeah, we'll get back to you. Oh, Lord, yeah. Really. <laughs> what were you going to say, Wood? Well, no, I was going to say, I think, to, to to your point about how they characterize Stark now, I, I mean, I, I think, um, he, you know, he's always been well-intended. I just think it's one of those, you know, he's very, it's the ends justify the means type of thing, right? And, and I think what's fascinating is when he's well-written, it's that we've always perceived him, you know, history sort of, they always say, you know, the, uh, you know, uh, History is for the you know the victors. You know what I mean. I mean in terms of how right. we remember history, it's always sort of been like that with Tony, right? And that and that he's really not much different than a lot of the the despots or or, or big time villains in the Marvel universe. In that, uh, or even someone like a Lex Luthor in the DC universe, and that they they have in their mind the best of intentions. But the difference is, is that with Tony, he's always been on the side of angels in terms of the reader's view for the most part. Um, but very little. But it, it really wouldn't have taken much for him to be perceived as a villain. And I think. That's actually probably the best thing that they did with the whole Civil War buildup and whatnot is I think they really stayed true to the character. I mean, he really didn't change his stripes. It's just that it, it, you began to realize just how far he's willing to go when he thinks he's right. And uh, and I, I think it's the same now. It's just that now it's sort of like the uh, the chickens are coming home to roost. You know, he, 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 meant, he meant well in his own mind, but, but obviously he took a lot of steps that p- pretty much alienated him from everybody, and now he's going to have to pay the price. Uh, so yep. it's pretty cool. I think so. If they've, I think they've done a great job with that character for the last, you know, for for a guy that's kind of, I think a lot of people in some people's minds is an icon of Marvel. I mean, let's be honest, it that the Iron Man series was pretty bad to mediocre for a long time. I mean, I read it yeah. pretty much since for the last thirty years, and it was a lot of times it was pretty much rather blasé. It wasn't a, really a top book, but uh, but but they've done a great job in the last five six years with that character. I think so. Yeah. Yep. Well, Tony can say one thing in, in his favor: they never turned him black. Like they did the Punisher, you know what I mean? They 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 put they put another man in the armor, but but they never went uh, sunk to the depths of what they did on the Punisher by turning him. Bl- that was just mm. like I think that's the low point for Marvel, don't you? Don't you think the Punisher yeah. turning him black? Yeah, that's that's. I don't even nuts. remember that. I oh, was just yeah, yeah he, remember that with an appearance with, by what was Cage. It? Yeah, that was Jigsaw. The Jigsaw cut the shit out of his face, and he had reconstructive surgery, and they they made him look like a black man. Really, I don't remember. Yeah, when it was the, horrible. When the heck was that? Uh, about that was... 95, 94. All right, I think I was checked out. I was drunk in a gutter at that mm-hmm. point. Speaking I mean, of Iron Man, do you guys remember that mid-90s War Machine comic that Marvel put out? Yeah. Well, do you remember who, who wrote it? I mean, who drew it? Who drew it? No, I have no idea. Well, you might not remember by the same name, but it was it was actually Gabriel Hardman, who, uh, who was, of course... Just did the uh, beautiful Heathen Town OGN that we did. We really? about. You're kidding? Yeah. No, he. This is a pretty cool story. He um, talk about uh, early success. Um, he got. He was doing a full time Marvel gig. He was doing that War Machine book at 19 years old, and he went by. Uh, I forget what his first name was, but his last name was Gecko. He used a, a stage name at the time, and uh, and then left comics uh, about two years later and, and started doing storyboards. And I think I don't. I think you guys might know this, but he's. He makes his living doing storyboards for for a lot of very big movies. He did all the storyboarding for Spider-Man Three and a bunch of other movies, um, and has gotten back into comics lately. But uh, 
he um yeah he he was he was under a pseudonym so so I didn't recognize him at first but he was talking about it in an interview and I went back and pulled some of the issues out and you know and I think he'd freely admit this if he's uh, you know if 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 he was listening to this or he was on the spot but he come I mean his, yeah he's come a long way I mean and again he was 19 years old I mean how many 19 year olds would have killed to get a a Marvel gig and that was in the mid 90s when everybody was making crazy bank too so he was probably living the life and he was very I mean that book looked a lot like other Marvel you know, 90s books look like. It was very, you know, it was kind of right after that imagey explosion and stuff. And um, But you look at his stuff now, and it's just, it's fascinating to see, you know, the transition from, you know, artist. And it's just, the reason I'm mentioning this is because uh, on AC, two weeks ago, you guys were talking about different artists and, and creators that, that you think may or may not be a little overrated. And, uh, and Jim Lee came up, and I think Caters said it, said that, you know, he still thinks Jim Lee's a very good artist, but that Jim Lee in 2009 looks exactly like Jim Lee of 1996. And I think that's true, too. Again, I think Jim Lee's a fantastic artist, but when I read something like All-Star Batman and Robin, some of it is lost to me because I feel like I'm looking at something that I could have read in 1995. And then I think of, like, Gabe Hardman and what he was doing in, in War Machine, you know, certainly wasn't, I don't think at the time, considered, you know, it'd be top top of his craft stuff, but now I see the kind of stuff he's doing. It's just so different, and and to me, he's really grown as an artist. So it's just it's nice to see. Uh, I I guess it, as you get older, you like to see artists actually evolve and not kind of mm-hmm. keep to that same. You know, so uh, so you know, kudos to him. But I just it came into my mind when you guys started talking about Iron Man because uh, I was just baffled that he was the same guy that did the War Machine book back in the nineties. Oh, that's awesome. His that's awesome. his stuff reminds me a lot of Gray Morrow. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I mean, a little a little bit. Yeah. Which is to say, he's got chops. Yeah, the guy's really good. Yeah, yeah. Cla- you guys, classic style. I think I showed you at the, at, the, at New York Comic Con the, the Heathen Town right inside. Yeah, it looks great. It's written by his wife, who um, his wife her her she's a obviously an aspiring writer, but uh, she's probably got one of the coolest real life jobs I've ever heard of. She is a zoo, a zookeeper, but she is a zookeeper at the Playboy Mansion. Nice. Wow. Awesome. Oh, that is awesome! <laughs> he just blew Vince's mind. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Zookeeper at the Playboy Mansion. Boy, how does one step into that? There's eight of them, apparently. No, how big is the zoo? Aren't big enough that they need eight zookeepers. <laughs> Yikes! I almost worked nice. for Playboy. You did? No kidding. Yep, yep. Doing web graphics with the guy. This has been probably about seven years ago. But uh, oh. yeah, because the you know, Playboy is still based here in Chicago. Well, Hef's uh, daughter, not too recently, uh, resigned from the CEO spot. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. She's pretty hot. She... Yeah. <laughs> Is I, this... met, I met her at a conference once because she, play, you know, Playboy was at a, at a media conference and she was presenting and uh, I didn't know what to expect because, you know, I mean, she's his daughter. So, I mean, I, you know, that doesn't, you don't, you don't know. Who's if that the mother? She... I don't remember. I don't, I don't know if she was, I don't think, because she's not. She's not a very young woman. I think she's in her fifties. So I, I, I think this was. Pre- oh, okay. So it's pre-playboy. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But, uh, but very well put together. Very well put together. Wow. You know, you got to respect Hef. In in my mind, the guy deserves props for if I mean he deserves, deserves props for a lot of things. But the the major thing, Barbie Benton. Oh my God. Mm. Good <laughs> lord. Your age, I buddy. mean, well. That well, you know, a lot of people liken Betty Page to one of the the most beautiful women you know ever photographed. I think Barbie Benton gives her a run for her money. But anyway, this is not about comics. True, true. But and 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 I was saying about about conquest. 
<laughs> do you guys? Do you, I know. I forgot to say it. Do, do you guys like um, Quasar? The new Quasar. The miniseries? I like or the character. No, no. This is exactly what I'm going to talk about. I like the cheese the minis- lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> did, did, That's a, uh, I, I liked, I enjoyed the miniseries all right, but I didn't get a handle on the character until Guardians of the Galaxy. When Paul Pelletier got his hands on her, that character became real to me. Mike Lilly, who did the miniseries, nice, you know, in, in, a, in a Gene Colon-esque kind of, kind of way, but I think Pelletier is the man who defined her for me. Mm-hmm. And it, as a result, I... I picked up more on what the writers were doing with the character when, when visually she seems more real to me I, I think Pelletier just nailed her she, she, she's gorgeous and she looks she's fragile the way she should look after going through everything leading up to Guardians of the Galaxy losing Heather and you know latching on to Warlock she just wants to be shown you know I think the character is really really well done yeah, I, yeah, I, you know absolutely. how I feel about that book. It's like again, we've. Uh, I, I love that goddamn book. I, there's nothing about that book I just like. I mean, you got a Russian cosmonaut dog. You got a, a bonsai tree that's going to grow into an eight foot tall kick ass tree. You got a raccoon. You got a mantis. You got, you got <laughs> yeah, two mantis. Two green skin hotties. You got. Uh, oh. I mean, I don't. You know it, that that book's brilliant. Whose breast size? Altered between a C cup <laughs> and an E cup yeah. in in uh, conquest. Which Let's I didn't mind. Brian Denham. You know, maybe she gets bigger when she gets excited. I, I don't know. Just like Vince. Yeah, hot. Always the green space chicks that are the hottest. That's the start. It's the Star th- the Star Trek thing, isn't it? Yana, yana, yana. Eleven o'clock. Fucking comics up in the motherfucker. Fucking love it, large mad for it. Fucking loving the eleven o'clock comics crowd. Me main man, Vince B. Fucking David Price, David main fucking man up in your shizzle. Fucking wood, bringing the heat every fucking week. And me main man, Chris. Me and fucking Chris are on the same fucking drive, mate. All right, we park our cars in the same fucking garage because I want to go to the shop. Get me dose of Bendish and get me rain that is fucking dark and not have to pay fucking three ninety nine for me fucking comic because me and me main man Jamie McKelvey we fucking love our skunk mate all right and we can't afford quite as much as we used to be able to because of fucking Joel Crisada and Dan fucking the Dio putting their fucking prices up right not keeping me in skunk. I can't fucking afford what I used to be able to afford because the fucking dollar doesn't fucking translate quite well to pounds fucking sterling, all right? So I'm not fucking happy. Me and Chris, we're on the same wavelength, all right? Apart from the paper, personally, I'd go for a fucking 50-pounder, not a 60-pounder on a fucking... Do you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Anyway, it's fucking not right. But apart from that, I'm on the same wavelength. Fucking love all you fucking do. I'm gonna go and get off my fucking tits now, so I can fucking understand. Fucking final crisis. All right. Fuck it. I only started reading Bone. Oh yeah. Wow. Yep. Oh, that how, is how such, far did you? Uh, I'm almost through the first volume. The um. Uh, you mean in color? Yes. Okay. Oh, cool. Okay. 
Yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to, um, and I'm, I'm gonna take my time with them and just kind of enjoy the story. So I'm actually picking up the hardcovers of those and I'll mm-hmm. probably pick one up a month or so and just kind of read them this year. But yeah, what a cute little book. Is, uh, yeah. is Brian Miller doing the coloring on that? I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there you go. It's okay. Jeff Smith. I don't know. It's uh, yeah, but it's Jeff yeah. Smith colored, which is a big deal because he's obviously. I mean, the original. I thought he was you're coloring gonna, him. The, you're gonna make me no. this book, aren't you? I'm pretty sure. Isn't it Brian, Brian Miller at High Five? I think that's. Um, hold on. I'll be right back. Let me go get it. All right. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's Deadwood. Steve Hammaker. There you go, Hammaker. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, wow. and it's and it's and that's that really did. I mean, sell me on it. I, I, the the one complete bone or whatever it is that that huge tome that they sell the the black and white one is awesome and it looks great but the colors in this are really nice i was like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and this is i think it's a it's already kind of a classic timeless book so i'm just gonna take my time and pick it up in the hard covers as i go but yeah i'm almost done with the first volume um uh, out from boneville and yeah it is just yeah it's a very very cool fun cute book so i finished it uh was it i think third around uh probably a couple days after christmas i i finally finished it and it uh i'm not gonna spoil anything i i really really did like it does does, does he find um phony and smiley bone <laughs> a couple of times Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming. This is like a Lord of the Rings um, type epic. It's a, it's, yeah. it's, it's a lot yes, of stuff. It really yeah. is an epic. Yeah. yeah, very, very epic. Um, can I suggest one more thing that, that I read? That I Actually, this is a reread that I had uh, I had read half of it in single issues, but I finally have read it in trade now and uh, and enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, I, we've, we've talked. I'm, I'm catching up on JSA. And and reading those as I um, as I um, can, can get the trades, and uh, finally got to the Black Rain trade, which was the crossover between Hawkman and JSA that Jeff Johns wrote. And I remember reading the JSA issues, but I never got the Hawkman issues. And so now I finally have read the complete story, and it was just an absolutely fantastic. JSA story, kind of featuring Hawkman, but it's really about um, Black Adam uh, more than more than anything. But uh, uh, this was the first story that Johns wrote uh, for JSA without David Goyer, I believe. Mm-hmm. And you can really tell that that Johns just just takes off uh, with this. This is. Uh, after reading a whole bunch of the Flash stuff and reading his stuff with Goyer on um, uh, on JSA and even some of his Teen Titans stuff, uh, Black Rain I think is um, as far as I can tell the the first real Jeff Johns story kind of as we know him as a writer today. Mm-hmm. It's like this is yeah that's the Jeff Johns that I know. So yeah, you're, awesome. you're you're a couple trades ahead of me as as we as we race to catch up on JSA. I just finished uh, this Darkness Falls trade uh, this week, mm-hmm. so I. But I got yeah, just uh, uh, the the seventh volume, Princes of Darkness. It 
ties together a bunch of the storylines from all the stuff that had happened before, and it really that I would almost call that like um, JSA Volume One. It kind of takes like the first guy uh, like fifty or so issues, and um, that's you know boom that's there, and it ends on you know a very heavy period where it's like okay, yep, that's the end of multiple storylines, and then and then you pick up with Black Rain, and it's it's Jeff Johns um, on his own after after Goyer leaves, and it's it's really good. Now those issues of Hawkman that it crosses over into mm-hmm. was that early in the run? Did Rags Morales do them? Yes, they are Rags Morales issues, and they're flipping gorgeous. Um, that's that's the thing. I, mm-hmm. I look back at that, the Rags Morales run, and I think he peaked at that period. It was because, oh, so as good. you say, they are gorgeous. The, the one, I think it's in the very first issue, too, with Hawkman flying over the city, that, that, that double page, it's just impeccable. Mm-hmm. And I, I look at Superman Batman, which he's doing now, doesn't seem like the same artist to me. Yeah, this is uh, uh, JSA 56 through 58 and Hawkman uh, 23, 24, and 25. Oh, okay, so and it's then, pretty early, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's all uh, Rags Morales and uh, Don Kramer. Or this is when Don Kramer nice. came on to JSA. So, yeah, I forget how many volumes of JSA are in trade. Is it is it like 12, I want to say, something yeah, like that? Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's 12 or 13 because I looked up, because I decided I wanted to read the series and I was baffled at how many issues uh, how many trades i'm gonna have to buy to, to get i don't know a lot Dude, of good I'm, reading. I'm on i'm on volume eight and now i'm just like i think i i want to slow down because i don't want to get to the end and go oh, i don't have any more jsa to read yeah. so it's it's loving it loving it loving it good stuff see that series should be an omnibus format too because it's it's a pretty much crucial to the dc universe with john's being how, you know how long is Sadowski on the on the book like does he stay on it for a lot, like very long, or because he's in, he's in the first, he does most of the first two trades, but I don't know if that's if he jumps off it shortly thereafter. Does oh, he stay on it? Uh, I'm not for sure as I'm looking here. Anyone else? No, I, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, My memory. Gosh, well he's he's through the Return of Hawkman. Okay, that's uh, the third. Yeah. The, because uh, uh, I liked I liked his art. Don Don Kramer is probably my favorite um, JSA artist, though. I thought he did a he did a great a great JSA. Uh, yeah, it was actually uh, I'd forgotten that um, in Darkness Falls I had mentioned last week that Marcos Martin did an issue, but um, Buzz actually uh, does two issues in that as well. Uh-huh. I, I think I've forgotten that. No kidding. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Yeah, it looks like it looks like uh, Sadowski kind of wrapped up with the uh, uh, the return of Hawkman. I think yeah. that's and then it and then it changed up. So there's some great great artists that have been on that on that series. So mm-hmm. yeah, Eagle Sham's my favorite. Yeah, he's going to be tough to beat, but I I mean he's yeah. I'm really looking forward to his Fantastic Four. Hell yeah, ding you and me, baby. Every time I see a new Marvel previews advanced <laughs> solicit, and I and I see the uh, Miller's climactic run part two of four. Ah, come on, give me number three. You know <laughs> why can't those be up biweekly? Honest to God, as a Wolverine nut, I I can never get enough Wolverine. I know that I'm I know I'm in the minority there, but uh, I was at first giddy to see that there are two issues of Wolverine uh, solicited this month, but then I noticed that. 
curiously, neither issue has anything to do with Old Man Logan. So, so apparently, they're going to give us two issues of Wolverine that have basically a filler uh, this month. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then, I guess, I hope next month they're going to go back and wrap up Old Man Logan because it's not over yet. So, well, they want to be consistent. Wow. Civil War was delayed, so they figured the same team will... Uh... Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Uh, did you see the... Obviously, you've seen the trailer for the, the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I guess a lot of Wolverine origin is going to mm-hmm. factor into the, they because uh, they, they have basically, it looks like it's right from the comic, the part with the father and the bone claws popping out and mm-hmm. the nightshirt. Yeah, that, it's, <laughs> it's like, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, it's pretty interesting, but I don't know if I want to see origin come to life. It, it was okay. Bite your tongue. Why you hold it up as one of the best Wolverine stories? Well, dude, I mean, again, it, me being excited for this movie is akin to you being excited for a Gary Panther biography. I mean, it, it, I, I'm going to love this movie probably more than most human beings on the earth. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, it, okay, it's, it's a Wolverine <laughs> movie. It's a Wolverine He's got movie. Got a thing for Hugh Jackman. So, well, my wife has no. a thing for Jackman, so she'll come to see the movie with me. But it's a Wolverine movie, and then on top of it, they went back for reshoots to add more Deadpool into the movie. I mean, that I mean, yeah, that's. It's my freaking dream. I mean, so I'm gonna I'm gonna dig this the most. It could, you know, the plot could be non-existent, but if I get enough Deadpool <laughs> and the Wild Pack, you know, and Wolverine beating up on some saber tooth assets, I mean, that's that's goodness. As, oh, hey, as have cool we? As, as, I was gonna say, speaking of Deadpool and Wolverine, have we talked about the the Hulk versus DVDs yet? Not yet. Have we brought that up. No, I, I haven't uh, seen have, them. Have you? Have you seen them? Wood. There's one clip I posted on the forum. Yeah, from, uh, but that's David, it. Yeah, that bastard po- posted some clip <laughs> of my boy Deadpool no, no. standing in his, in his glory, getting trampled by the Hulk. But. You need you need to you need to pick that up, Wood, because it is it. Deadpool is the um, the the sleeper character in that in the in the whole. Really? Well, oh huh. yeah, Dead, Deadpool is hilarious in that. Uh, this could be Wade's year. He could be blowing oh. up. He's blowing up very, like hated. Very, very much the uh, the the sleeper star in that in that feature, but uh, I tell you, I got the the two pack, the the two disc set that had the um, Hulk versus Thor, and as much as I like the Hulk versus Wolverine, because it really tied into the Weapon X program, and and Deadpool was was a hoot in it. The uh, the Thor versus uh, Hulk was better. It was ju- just I've heard and, that people. Yeah. I, I, can I give you a minor spoiler on kind of yeah, kind sure. of what the plot is about in that one? Just think about this: Loki kidnaps the Hulk, or kidnaps Bruce Banner, turns him into the Hulk, separates Bruce Banner from the Hulk into two beings, so he can possess possess the Hulk and um, run uh, rampant over Asgard. And, and no. dur- dur- during the Odin sleep, so he can yeah. take control of Asgard. Wow. So they basically yeah, substitute awesome. the Destroyer for the Hulk, and they borrow right. from down. John Burns' Hulk run. I'm down yeah. with it. That sounds cool. Chris Yost was a uh, big time. Nice. Player. Yeah, so. for real. It's uh, yeah. Okay. Yost and Kyle, man, they're uh, they're doing all. Like, Yost is did that. He's he's the uh, showrunner for the new Iron Man cartoon that's coming out. Uh, Kyle's the showrunner for the Wolverine cartoon that uh, that's coming out right now. Uh, those guys are uh, handling their business for Marvel Animation. Just like uh, is, just, is it any wonder? They're, they're 
The guys are great. They are. Oh, no question. Yeah, yeah it's good to see. Yeah, J- just like Hawkeye saying? blew up in uh, in in the year when uh, Marvel came out with West Coast Avengers. That this is going to be Deadpool's year, man. I'm going to see it the same way. Thanks, <laughs> baby. And I was just going to say, and how cool was it in in the JMS Thor? While Thor is going around reviving all these hidden quote Asgardians, he specifically does not want to re. Uh, uh, like uncover his father because then he yeah. start the whole Ragnarok thing all yep. over. Yep. But and and that was another thing about the series. It seems that the Ragnarok cycle is past, never to come again. Right. Thank you very much, JMS. We've only oh, seen Ragnarok until we twice. Get it. I mean, it'll yeah. By the that way, speaking of Ragnarok, not. do you know that's what they're calling Clore now? Oh, He's Lord. A, oh really? Yeah. That is cool. He's officially what? named Ragnarok now. Yeah. <laughs> why is nice. why, no, why why is he still around? Uh, I guess you're not reading well, Avengers Initiative. Initiative, yeah. Give two shits about the Avengers. <laughs> okay, well, oh. well, this is written by Christos Cage, dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, tell him, tell, him, tell him to get on a book that I give a fuck about. Oh, snap. oh. <laughs> I will. I'll call him as soon as no, we're you... done here. I'll I'll let him know. No, you didn't. Huntress call him. He he's the one that talked to him. Like, uh, I'm a con. I'm, and, d- uh, I'm <laughs> done with them and their Avengers. After no, I'm boy. done with them. Oy. You know, I, I I think I'm one of the it's books. only people who who was happy to not know Wolverine or Logan's backstory. I I so preferred the mystery that I didn't need to know every little thing that happened from when he was born or how old he was. I mean, you know, him and Puck been around for ages. You know, Civil War shit like that. I mean, the real Civil War. So it's it was cool reading things like that as as you find things out little by little, but to actually give us the true honest-to-God origin and name, it's probably oh, one reason why I still haven't... I, yeah, I haven't... I still have yet to read Wolverine Origin, but it's it's just one of those things that I was just like, I, I really didn't need to know that. But Wolverine is like a, what, a, like a 40-year burlesque act for Marvel Comics. They, they show you a little peek here and there, give you a tease, keep you interested, and they keep teasing, but they never, ever show you the entire picture. That absolutely drives me crazy <laughs> i i could understand maybe for five years all right you want to string it out 10 but this has been going on forever well but when it's they, done they, right they 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 did finally show you i mean it's there really are no mysteries anymore i mean well, well it's all been jeff Loeb kind of muddied it a bit didn't he jeff Loeb, dude uh, I, we're not even but, talking <laughs> about that but <laughs> we didn't you know i mean what about that is not in canon and and it's <laughs> The idea that fucking Wolverine. That's why I have. But it was brilliant. Come on. Brilliant. Stop it was it. a piece of shit, Stop. dude. You can't even say the it. Evolved dog, and that all the other lupine <laughs> mutants are also evolved dogs. It's ridiculous and retarded. It's. They even drew out retarded. I, it, it's. it's, it's Ridiculous! It's it's. It, it is definitely not wonderful. And, and you know what's bad about it? And this is again, I don't know how I always get goaded into ripping on Loeb. It's it it was such a selfish act on his part to write that story, which basically flew in the face of everything else that's been written about the character. And then he just left the character as though that's that, and it makes no sense whatsoever. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and he and he, and he, he discombobulated Sabretooth too. Mm. Well, and that I don't care about that because you know it's one of those things like he could always have him come back. I mean, Logan was beheaded before years ago, and and he grew his head back, so it's not like it's you know. But the yeah. only cool thing from, from, from that uh, 
from the evolution arc was the backup in issue 50. Drawn by Ed McGinnis. Well, no, it was definitely the ending. Um, was the following month when, uh, a good writer was coming on, but the, the, uh, the backup drawn by McGinnis and inked by Vines were, uh, like Wolverine was dreaming. Yeah. And yeah. That, 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 that was cute. But yeah, as far as the, the main. Very nice. Oh, when, when you talk about, oh, I'm sorry, Wolverine no, mystery, you know, what about, what about Albert and LCD? Vince, I mean, you know, you yeah. have, I mean, there was cool stuff that Larry Hammer was doing, and he wasn't, Shit, what, yeah. whether or not he was thinking that this was the way it was going to be, or he was just having fun and, and fucking around with, with Logan's memories and, and the readers not knowing whether or not Sabretooth is his daddy and the whole thing with, see, I read the, um, the Secret Origins Sabretooth last week, and it was cool seeing Dan Panosian artwork, but I really wasn't feeling that book i'm not gonna get into it now but it's it just the whole they, they kind of just tried to do the whole thing about why Sabretooth always fucks with uh why creed always fucks with logan on his birthday mm. and it was just like wow this this i don't think this needed to be its own special issue but yeah never mind well let's be honest you know wolverine is kind of a, a neat character but he's certainly not on the level of someone like say cable who <laughs> you know we, we we know everything about cable we'd ever want to know there's there's no mystery at all in there. <laughs> not, not at all. Or, or X Man. <laughs> yeah. Or Doom. Uh, so I, I, finally, I finally bought something that I've been eyeing for a long time, and it was stupid to not buy it because it was only eighteen dollars, and it's a bunch of awesome. Um, fi- finally picked up the uh, Dark Horse uh, Savage Sword of Conan, the first volume. Oh, nice. excellent! It's yes. Oh no, yeah. Jesus, is it makes great. it makes all other books on your bookshelf weep because Ow. they can never be as good as it. Yeah, there was actually um, it was uh, it was sitting next to local and local started bleeding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, yeah, I'm not surprised to hear that. It was uh, no, I mean fucking Barry Windsor Smith is uh, early Barry Windsor Smith. Yeah, God, is he good? He, he could oh. draw a little bit. A little you know, bit, yeah, a little something. Yeah, yeah, I can't. I but, definitely got to pick that up because that uh, that was turning point Barry Windsor Smith because before that he was not all that much to write home about. He right. was a Kirby clone, but once once he got Thor, it just seems like I don't know if he was practicing or really trying to get better, but it was like a quantum leap once yeah. he got on Thor. And that that yeah. John that John Buscema kid, um, he he's, <laughs> going, he's going places. Yeah, I think you betcha. Yeah. <laughs> The the only guy in here that honestly I was a little disappointed with um, Vince and I've seen Don't other work I've seen other work of his, I've seen other work of his <laughs> that is much much better but I did not like the Alex Nino issue. In <gasps> I didn't what I do was static in my in my headphone I didn't hear what you said. <laughs> No, I I I I, um, I usually love uh, Nino's work. I didn't like this issue. I didn't I didn't like what must have been a he, printing oh, error. <laughs> when, uh, did the, uh, when did the Gil Kane issue show up? Any idea what volume those would be? No idea. I'm I just gonna think sit back and like read the them third or fourth or I would say the later? third because wasn't he around fifties to seventies around there? Um, I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't. I don't think he was. I don't know how long he was on for. I know he wasn't. Uh, I don't think it was a. Happy time for him on that book. But. No, I'm I'm wrong. I'm I'm thinking it's earlier than that. I'm thinking 30s on okay. there, 30s or 40s. But I could be wrong. I can't remember shit anymore. But I'm sorry to hear that, Chris. 
No, and, and and I've seen other. I've seriously, I've seen other stuff by Alex Nino that I I love, and I'm just like, you know, this. Yeah, it it, it, it was probably some of his early early stuff. I, I would imagine. So. And I'm sure bad Alex Nino is still better than a lot of yeah. other artists. So. Oh yeah, but I was I was Ooh, yeah. you know number number one. I was expecting to be absolutely floored <laughs> whenever I whenever I turned to those pages. Plus, it's sitting you know right next to Barry Windsor Smith and mm-hmm. John Buscema, and it's you know that's it's it's hard to it's hard to shine whenever you're right next to that. So yeah, you got a point. Yeah, I agree. But Begrudgingly. Chris mentioned local, which brings up uh, someone that we've oft discussed, and I guess I think I've probably got a reputation because of uh, the Northlanders episode of, uh, of 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 ripping. So I did want to give a shout out to uh, my uh, my my not really cousin Brian Wood uh, for I just read the fifth DMZ trade, and uh, whatever he's whatever he's not connecting with me on his other stuff, the man works magic with that book because. Hmm. I absolutely, I mean, I thought the fourth trade was a little sort of, all right, let's kind of, you know, it was a little bit uh, more like one shots. It wasn't really, you know, it didn't really advance the, the sort of the main plot with, with Maddie and stuff. But the fifth trade was right back on track. Um, I, I'm not sure if you guys are reading this, but it basically centers around um, they're they're getting ready to have elections in the DMZ. And uh, and wow. Maddie sort of gets in, in bed with, uh, with, with the Dark Horse candidate who... who um, sort of the people's candidate, if you will, and uh, and starts to uh, you know choose sides. You know, Maddie's pretty much kind of been playing all the sides, and he starts to actually choose a side. And uh, it was a good book. And I will tell you, I think some of my enjoyment of the book is is um, is if you think about when when Wood started DMZ, it seemed like a pretty ridiculous premise, right? Which is to say that there was a civil war and New York's the DMZ, and you know all this crazy stuff, but. Uh, you know, without getting too draconian on people uh, about the economy and stuff, like I, I have to say that reading this book now and seeing some of the things that are out there and being said, it it, it resonates a lot more now. It's it's the book what seemed to be complete, completely out there fiction, actually has a lot of timeliness now, and uh, and I think that the book probably, when all is said and done, is probably going to be remembered as a much more profound work of fiction than it otherwise would have largely because of the way the economy's gone. And obviously I can't know that Brian Wood had would have any idea that that was on the horizon, but um, but reading this trade, my the impact it had for me, profoundly different than the other trades of the series, which I, I enjoyed in and of themselves. So uh, hats off to the dude. And, and also hats off to Ricardo Berchielli, who who's the artist. The dude, yep. I, I, the man can draw his ass off. Um, and I actually heard he was at New York Comic Con doing cheap, beautiful sketches, and somehow I missed it. But uh, the boy can draw his ass off. I love DMZ. I see. I've I've gotten. Uh, I don't know what it is. I, I stopped reading it, and I don't know why. I don't know if I was getting bored with it. I probably need to start picking it up again. But it was one of those. It's like oh, I should start getting this in trade, and I didn't, and just I've stopped reading it. I let them pile up. Mm-hmm. I read about twelve, you know, to fifteen issues at a shot. Uh, Would was that one Blood in the Game? Is uh, that the, the subtitle of that trade? I, I don't. It's the one that came out. I got it in my box last week. Oh, okay. So, the fifth trade. But I mean, how dare you sound like a crazy person? <laughs> you know, none none of us have ever, you know, even broached that subject anywhere. Not even on our forum. Yeah. No, I hear about. you. <laughs> I hear you. Hey, man. You know. 
Yeah, I, it is what it is, you know. But uh, like I said, I don't. It's true. I don't want to turn this into a, uh, you know, a a, a revolutionist uh, <laughs> podcast. But but I think it'd be foolhardy for anyone to uh, to look at the uh, what seemed uh, ridiculous a year ago. It does not. Yep. I think in many cases seems quite plausible now. I'm you know not saying it's going to happen that way, but but I think you know they're they're no longer ridiculous notions. So put it that way. Why is my wife calling me? She's telling She's you to get off your goddamn podcast. Hang on a second. Lay the wood? Yeah. <coughs> no, why? You know how he answers the phone? Yeah. But what? What did he say? <laughs> said, yeah. <laughs> All right, I will, bye. Oh, true love. All right. Thank God for editing. True well, love, buddy. We ready to wrap this one up? Uh, yeah, we're wrapping it up. I'm tired. I'm sick. <laughs> I hope you feel better. Let, uh, let's wrap uh, this sucker uh, up, and let's quick. wrap Chris up in a nice warm blanket and get him all feeling. I am. Right. I'm, in my, I'm, in my, I, I'm in my. Yeah, my my my, my uh, beautiful butterfly is uh, uh, the Walker Foctor likes to say. <laughs> um, no, I'm already. Do you have up. a snuggle? Huh? No, I've got no. <laughs> I, I want. I want a snuggie, but uh, no, I've got my uh, Mark Beatty. Um, his his shit, wife. Wow. Uh, his wife gave me a. Um, uh, St. Louis Cardinals fleece blanket last year, and that's what I'm. So I'm all. Ah. Tell Mark right. I said hi. I miss him. Well, yep. and you, well, you all need to come to Chicago and tell him that yourself. Mm-hmm. Give him a big old hug. Yep. All right, hi. we did good, but but we're done. And uh, <laughs> I would implore everyone read the darkness. <laughs> Indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and if if you buy Witchblade, get binding glue. <laughs> Stop. Oh. Very true. But Wood had read the first Darkness trade, and he, concrete information from a experience, he said that it did not fall apart. It seems to be much better constructed than the Witchblade it, it, trade. It, it, right, I, Wood? I read the, the first Darkness trade. Uh, it was $5, really well spent. I, uh, in fact, as I told you, Vince, last night off air, I, I, I enjoyed the Darkness trade actually more than I enjoyed the Witchblade trade by quite a bit. So I'm, I'm more interested in continuing okay. with that than I am with Witchblade. Well, read the second Witchblade trade, and then we'll see. Okay. All right. Yes. So read the darkness. Go. Uh, I mentioned Bone, but uh, we'll go to another Jeff Smith. Uh, read Razzle. Yeah. Nice. Especially in trade. It's oversized and very beautiful. Yeah, and $13 for the oversi- oversized trade, and it's beautiful. Yeah. Yep. For three issues. Yeah, but they're oversized. They're awesome. Yeah, they're yes, they are. Read... Uh, Read the Rick Remender, Jerome Pena Punisher. boy. There you go. Oh, how about my suggestion? Come on, doesn't that? Wouldn't that be cool to have Deathlock as Frank's that, new yes, microchip? Yes. yes. <laughs> did did, um, did Fear Agent come out this week? Did it? Uh, last week, I think, didn't it? Did Wasn't I? on the list. Yeah. Uh, read. Um, read House of Mystery and read and pre-order, and then be sure to read the Nobody. Right. Yes. And, and connected to that, two contests, both of which you can hear about, read about on our forum, forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com. Please come up and join us and get in on this because it's really cool beans. And if you would be so kind, do us an iTunes review if you have a couple minutes. doesn't have to be uh, complimentary. It could be, you know, very uh, constructive. No, screw that. If if you're listening and you went through this entire episode and you're going to leave an iTunes review, say something nice. (laughs) 
and end it with boobies. Yeah. Just type, you know, blah, 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 boobies. boobies. End. Thank you. Peace. Because uh, everything ends better with boobies. All right, guys. Let, let's say bye-bye. You should start with boobies. Thanks for listening to another episode of Marvel Noise this week. Yeah, we did talk about a lot. Of we did, movies. and then Chris tried to throw in, you know, Bone. Oh, you know, read DMC. No, but, you know, it's because <laughs> it's like good, good sort of Conan. Work, <laughs> good work <laughs> deserves to be talked about, and that Marvel cosmic oh, hey, is baby. damn good. We and weren't allowed to talk about eyes. Marvel in, in the first episode, so we've come a long way. <laughs> we have, we have. <laughs> Say good night, Gracie. Good night, Gracie. Good night, Gracie. Good night, Gracie. And you hear the sound, a little bit of rhythm make the world go round. And you hear the sound, a little bit of rhythm make the world go round. And you hear the sound, a little bit of rhythm make the world go round. And you hear the sound, a little bit of rhythm make the world go round. Remember the time before every day was the news of a holy war. When the people wasn't afraid to tell you what they want. Everybody in the city always had a home. When a bomb wasn't going off every day. When the rain didn't have to mean a hurricane. When the government wasn't listening to your calls. When a border didn't have to mean a concrete wall. And you hear the sound. A little bit of rhythm make the world go round. And you hear the sound. A little bit of rhythm make the world go round. And you hear the sound. A little bit of rhythm make the world go round. And you hear the sound. A little bit of rhythm make the world go round.